Hi, this is Annika. Welcome to the podcast Gender and Climate. In this podcast, we talk about how climate change affects people around the world with focus on gender differences. In other words, how gender and climate affect and relate to each other. We always pick one specific topic to cover the subject from different angles. So, let's get started! Hi and welcome everyone to a new episode of the podcast Gender and Climate. This is Annika. My guest today is Catherine Lucy. She is the founder and CEO of Solar Sister, a social enterprise working at the nexus of gender equity and climate justice. Catherine has been recognized for her work by Forbes 50 over 50 Women of Impact, by the Schwab Foundation as Social Entrepreneur of the Year and as a Shoka Fellow. She has a strong background in social enterprise, finance and philanthropy, plus is a passionate advocate for women's economic empowerment and climate change activism. In our conversation today, we're talking about clean energy businesses, how women entrepreneurs bring clean energy to their communities and how empowering grassroots level women changes a lot in terms of the access to affordable, clean power. Hi, Catherine. I am so happy to have you here today. Thank you so much. It's a real pleasure to speak to you today. Well, um, Solar Sister. Solar Sister already ex exists since more than 14 years by now. And a lot of people already told me about Solar Sister. You're going to have them on your, on your podcast. And they're just amazing. They're doing amazing work. So I'm happy to have you here today as a CEO and founder of Solar Sister. Um, and first of all, because, well, I mean, many people might know Solar Sister who are listening to this podcast. But maybe they don't, they don't know too much about you as a person. So I would like actually to ask you for a short introduction of you, of your person, um, and ask you to give us a little background of who you are, um, where you are actually right now, and where you actually grew up. Sure. I am based in Virginia, outside of Washington, D.C., where I live with my family. <laughs> and I am from Atlanta, Georgia. That's where I was born and raised. I went to school at University of Georgia and then to graduate school at Georgia State University and then left Georgia to go um, work in New York, New York City. I was an investment banker for about 20 years. In and, investment banking. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and focused on, eventually ended up focusing on the energy sector where I was doing project finance and mergers and acquisition work for international companies that were building power plants around the world, mm -hmm. um, raising the financing and, and structuring the deals that would do that. And through that work, I got to see just how important it is for development of countries to have access to energy. It's mm -hmm. just fundamental to development. Mm -hmm. um, I left banking and for a while took a sabbatical and um, mm. stayed home with the kids and uh, raised my family. But during that time, it gave me a chance to really think about what did I want to do that was aligned with my values and my interest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I started getting involved with different um, philanthropic organizations and volunteer situations where I was um, focused on the environment and focused on women's economic empowerment. And 
um, through that time, I ended up getting involved with a small family foundation that was doing really interesting work, putting solar panels on schools and clinics in Uganda. And that brought me to Sub-Saharan Africa and gave me the chance to see and actually do the work of um, bringing energy access to people in remote areas, people who don't have access to the national grid and are living in homes that um, you know they're lighting with kerosene or cooking over open fires. And so just seeing that work and seeing that just giving people access to energy um, connected with my, my prior career where I knew at the national level, access to energy helps people, helps countries develop. I mm-hmm. got to see at the household level, the same thing is true. Mm-hmm. Access to energy is really fundamental to just living, a, you know, living a life of, of comfort and well-being. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so um, that became the genesis of what is now Solar Sister, which was trying to figure out how do we make sure that everyone everywhere does have access to energy that they need to power their lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, that's a perfect transition to my next question, because um, my next question was, would actually be, what is it actually that Solar Sisters does? And um, may you give us a little bit of more background of the whole organization and how it works? And yeah, yeah, like kind of like everything. In- introduce Solar Sisters to us and to people who might have never heard about about your organization. Solar Sister is a social enterprise. So we work with um, the local markets um, to create social good. We're a nonprofit, which means we um, we both, you know, we are focused on impact. That's our that's our end goal. And the impact that we're focused on is really three areas: energy access. So as I talked about before, having access to energy for people who don't have it. Mm-hmm. It's just fundamental to helping them move forward in life. So we're we're um, our goal is to make sure that everyone everywhere has access to the energy they need. And Solar Sister works with a network of local women entrepreneurs. We recruit, train, and support local women to be the um, network of distribution for um, high quality, rugged, um, affordable solar products solar lamps, home systems, clean cook stoves, um, all of the energy needs that you need for your household. And the Solar Sister entrepreneurs have a portfolio basket of of goods that they sell to their friends and their neighbors and their sisters and their cousins and the people that they know in their community. So they they are the last mile distribution access point for these life changing products. And in the process, they're earning an income. So it's a real business. They are set up. They um, We provide the training and support. We provide access to the supply chain. But the women are running local businesses, and they're earning money on that business. And that's the second impact that we're, we're really creating, which is the, this economic opportunity for local women who typically don't have a lot of economic opportunity where they're living. And so for them to bring income into their family, to be able to, um, there's a ripple effect of impact that comes from that. You know, they invested in their children's education. They invested in better food for their family. They reinvested back in their business to grow their business. Mm -hmm. They, um, you know, they end up making savings and accumulating wealth. 
And so it's this, um, and then when women have income, it gives them a different standing in their own minds of their own well, of their own importance in the world, you know, that gives them some confidence and, and um, agency, and it changes their relationship in their families. It means they are not just a dependent, but they are a contributor, and it changes their relationship in their communities. They're seen as leaders and um, contributors to the community. And so there's this, this incredible um, economic benefit that comes to the women and to their families, and also a social benefit that comes to the women and their families. And then our third um, impact that we are focused on is we're focused on clean energy. Um, we need to make sure that as the 700 million people in Sub-Saharan Africa that don't have access to energy, as they start to um, gain that access, as, as we solve that problem, the energy access problem, we cannot contribute to the climate change problem. And so we need to make sure that all of those access, all of those new connections, all of that new energy is um, provided through renewables that is going to be, um, you know, better for the planet and the environment and for the, for all of us. Um, the people that the communities we're working in, the women that we work with, are really on the front line of climate change. Um, they already see the impacts of um, the changing weather patterns. They're already, their farms that they, you know, they have local farms, one acre farms that they are getting most of their food from. And already the change in the rain patterns has a big effect on, on their farms and their livelihoods. And so giving them a tool to take climate action by um, bringing renewable energy to their communities is not only important for climate change, but it also respects that they're the ones who are being hurt the most by climate change. And so to give them a tool to do something about it gives them some agency and some they're not just helpless victims anymore. They are now leaders in um, climate action. And you, as you empower them, you give them, I mean, as you already said, you give them a different standing in their own families. They're not dependent of like, sorry to say, but the man to make the money, but they are com contributing with, with the money as well. And that also maybe gives them some more rights, not just economical rights, but also political participa participation, which is which is also some some something very important. So um, thank you for explaining how solar system works. Um, I would be interested because um, I mean you know that I work a lot with entrepreneurs. Um, how do these women actually get the get the resources? I mean, they have to install or they sell the 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 solar panels and solar lamps and whatever. But how do they really get that material? Where does so, it come from? Yeah, yeah. So, um, Solar Sister, the organization, we work very locally. So we work in Tanzania, Nigeria, and Kenya, and we have teams on the ground. Um, who work in the local communities. They are um, local, they are from those communities. And then, so we're providing jobs throughout these communities to our frontline workers are called business development associates. And so in, in a community, there will be a business development associate that is part of the Solar Sister staff. And that business development associate will recruit 
and train and support women to become solar sister entrepreneurs. And so when a woman steps up and says, that looks like a, you know, that looks like a business I would want to run. I have, you know, often they have benefited from the products first, Mm -hmm. you know, they've bought a product for their own home Mm -hmm. and they recognize the value of it and they see the benefit and they're, they're like, wow, I'm not the only one who would benefit from this. I could see that I could sell the same product to so many people that I know. Mm -hmm. And so they recognize the um, opportunity, the business opportunity. And so they, they join Solar Sister, they sign up and what they bring to the table, what the women bring to the table is they have these deep local networks, social networks. Mm -hmm. They know the people in their community and the people in their community know them and trust them. And so for them to start a local business means it's going to already have like a marketing, you know, platform Mm -hmm. um, of all of this woman's friends and neighbors. And it's also going to have an immediate trust in the products themselves because the woman who is selling it to them uses them herself She's able to talk about how the products are, you know, how they benefit her, really talk about, you know, how much money she has saved because she's no longer having to buy kerosene. And so it's this very authentic sales environment, which makes the business very successful. Um, She brings her networks. She brings her local expertise, her the trust that she has in the community, the trust the community has in her, and she invests in the business. So she will purchase um, the products that she will then add a markup to and sell out to her customers. Mm -hmm. She can start very, very small. Mm -hmm. So even if she starts with just a few products and, you know, the cheapest of the products is even around $4. So she, if she just starts her business with, you know, $10, she can already get things rolling and going. And then um, what Solar Sister provides her is the access to the quality products. We work with a whole variety of all the manufacturers that make the high quality products. Mm -hmm. And we bring them, we import them into the country and we make sure that they are available at her, at her point. So we, take the products from large bulk import, you know, containers, we break it down to the amount of products she could buy. Let's say she can only buy five or 10 at a time where she would not have the ability to contact the manufacturer and buy five or 10 products, Mm -hmm. you know, but we can break down the amounts to deliver to her exactly Mm -hmm. what she needs Mm -hmm. in, um, in a mix of products in, Mm -hmm. um, and make sure that it's high quality. We also, smooth out the supply chain. We make sure that the um, she has the support she needs for any aftermarket service mm-hmm. or, or um, warranty, you know, to um, claim on the warranty or things like that. So we're providing her with kind of this entire holistic backbone of product service so that she can then sell to her customers with high confidence that everything will, you know, will go well. We also provide training And the training comes with business training. So we're teaching very basic business skills, um, technology training. So we're teaching, we're, you know, explaining about the products themselves, how to install them, how to repair them, how to uh, recognize if something is broken and can be repaired, or if it is a faulty manufacturer issue that needs to be returned for warranty. Um, how to service the products, how to best care for them, all of that. 
so that she's a confident and knowledgeable salesperson, Mm -hmm. able to really service her community with the aftermarket sales that products need. And then the third part of training is what we call agency-based training. And this is training around helping women have the confidence and the self-belief that they can be successful entrepreneurs, that they can sell technology, that they are Mm -hmm. um, qualified and basically already have what it takes to be a success in this role and in this, and then leadership skills, because Mm -hmm. along with success comes this um, opportunity and expectation actually that the women then become leaders in their communities. And so we help them with that transition. Um, And then the final thing is we provide, we these trainings are provided over a year's time so that the every month the women come together in sisterhood groups with the other entrepreneurs in their community mm-hmm. and they get their training. This is where they get their physical products and they also share with each other and really provide support to each other. The sisterhood groups become very, mm-hmm. very connected um, support groups for the, these women entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. which is really important because being an entrepreneur anywhere in the world is difficult. And you can't do it all by yourself, even though an entrepreneur is kind of a, a stand up, standalone. Yeah, but business, you got to have right? your networks. Yeah, you have to have your networks. Yeah. And so these sisterhood groups provide these local networks. And within each sisterhood group, you'll have a woman who may have been a solar sister for 10 years mm-hmm. and another one who's been a solar sister for two weeks. Yeah. And so there's this whole variety of um mm-hmm experience and mm-hmm. knowledge and mm-hmm. support. And mm-hmm. it's it's amazing to see when you go to a sisterhood group meeting, just how strong the bonds are between these mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. And we hear mm-hmm. from them that that's one of the most important aspects of being a solar sister is the sense of belonging and being part of something that's bigger than just themselves and having that consistent network to support them in good times and in bad. Mm-hmm. That's lovely to hear. And you just mentioned uh, just before uh, the word kerosene, 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 and that also, I mean, clean energy also has a huge effect on on the health on health system. So, like the women, I suppose, uh, don't get sick too often. Um, through through installing solar sister, um, solar sisters energy, solar panels, I would say already. Right. So um, also maybe taking that into account, um, what was it that solar sisters has achieved so far, and more or less how many women, if you can if you can give us a figure, how ma- how many women have you impacted? through your organization and like I'm, I'm always looking for success stories because there are so much bad things in this world that we're being faced with every day so I'm looking for success stories that uh, we can share and that there is some light actually at the end of the tunnel and that there are, there are success stories so um, I am very much interested in that. Yeah, the um, the success story of Solar Sister is that uh, we've been doing this. It started in 2009, and so we've been doing this for almost 14 years now. And uh, over that time, we have reached over 8,500 women entrepreneurs and helped them 
establish their businesses throughout. 8,500 entrepreneurs. Correct. Yeah. Entrepreneurs, because then if just every entrepreneur impacts like three other women or families. So we've reached almost 4 million people with clean energy. (laughs) And it's this very... It's kind. It seems kind of slow because it's woman by woman, you know, sale by sale, family by family, one by one kind of impact. It's it takes a long time to happen, but when you have so many people working together towards this goal, you know, over time mm-hmm. we've you know reached out. We have this we have this whole network of of women entrepreneurs out there selling clean energy in their communities and it has a multiplication effect that's just incredible it's and just incredible, that's yes. i think the biggest success you yeah, know it's taken yeah, us 14 yeah. years so it's like we're we're a 14 year old overnight success <laughs> <laughs> yeah but 4 million people that's like incredible wow wow and did you hear anything about the health factor that your solution has had? The um, the ripple effect impacts of clean energy, and we sell both solar products. So the solar products specifically are replacing, and because of the households that we're targeting, which are these very remote, last what we call last mile households. Mm-hmm. These are mm-hmm. households that are off the grid, and they are currently burning kerosene for light often, Mm -hmm. which is a smoky and very expensive lighting. It's the most expensive way to light your home, frankly. Mm -hmm. It's it's so Mm -hmm. expensive, but it's been traditional, you know, it's traditional and it's what people do. And because they're able to go to market and buy a tiny little bit of kerosene every day that they need to burn that night or, you know, Mm -hmm. the amount that they need to burn that week, Mm -hmm. it seems like they're not spending very much money. They might spend two dollars to buy some kerosene a day that or only a last them a couple days and so yeah they can easily spend four to five dollars per week in kerosene okay just and that's just what your solution costs right so our our least expensive solar lamp is around four dollars yeah and so you can see that if you if you're buying if you're spending four dollars per week on kerosene and you're a family that lives at the $2 a day level or less, you can see that's a tremendous cost on your family budget. And if you're able to, instead of buying kerosene for a week, instead buy a solar lamp and you take the solar lamp and you sit it outside during the day, it collects the power, stores it up in the battery, and then you're able to use that light and it's going to last you all night long. You're not going to need to buy kerosene ever again. All of a sudden you have freed up a Mm -hmm. big chunk of your family budget Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. no longer has to go up in smoke, literally up in smoke. And that is the money that then is spent on um, the family. The the person who's, you know, replaced the kerosene lamp with the Mm -hmm. solar lamp can instead use that money for the children's education or for better food for the family or for whatever needs that they have. It just, it really frees them up. So it's such an economic positive choice for the families yeah that it's it actually makes it a very easy sell for yeah. for the entrepreneurs because they're like this you know, <laughs> this is a no-brainer um some of the other and then you would ask about the health aspect well yeah. the health is that you know burning kerosene is you know burns kerosene lamps it's like inhaling you know that smoke and especially for the women in the household where they're burning the kerosene lamp yeah. in order to cook dinner that's why i'm asking yeah 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 or they're you know the children are using the kerosene light 
and are just inhaling the smoke as they're doing their homework or something. Mm -hmm, It's mm -hmm, really, mm -hmm. really devastating on the lungs. And you can see the interior of these houses are, the walls are often black Mm -hmm. from the soot that Mm -hmm, comes mm -hmm, from mm -hmm. these lamps. Um, If you've ever used a kerosene lamp for camping or something like that, you, you see the glass over yeah. a day or two gets that black soot all all inside of it. And that's exactly what people are breathing in. Mm-hmm, and it's, mm-hmm, it's really mm-hmm. very bad for health. And the other thing that you may not, um, that I'll also bring up is open flame fires, you know, in a household um, is, is a safety issue and a health issue as well. You know, so, so many times um, burns are mm-hmm. such a big issue for, for rural households because the children will pick up the lamp to take it over to, you know, do their homework and it catches something on fire or the mother will go out to check on the chickens and come back home and the house is in flames. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so burns and fires, loss of life, loss of, um, you know, their home is, yeah. is really a problem. And the other issue is safety, that light is the first and most important um, safety feature around a home. So when when you walk home and it's completely pitch black dark, not only are you more vulnerable to all of the you know all of the bad things that could happen to you out there, but you're also more likely to you know step in a ditch or step on a snake or something mm-hmm. horrible like that. So mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. just having light really does make you more safe. Mm-hmm. and um, keeps keeps some of the you know the terrors away. So yeah. for all of those reasons, lighting is is really one of the first things that makes a home safer, healthier, um, you know more well you know support well-being mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And then the mm-hmm. other thing we sell are the clean cook stoves. And these are stoves. these are not solar stoves, but these are efficient burn, charcoal and wood stoves. So in in most of these communities, people are burning um, either charcoal or wood, often over what they call three stone fires, which is exactly what it sounds like. You put three stones on the ground, you put some wood in the middle of that, you light the wood, and then the, the stones support the pot that you're cooking your dinner in. And if they upgrade to a traditional stove, it is still burning a tremendous amount of charcoal or wood very inefficiently. And that's why you see women spending so much of their day having to collect wood um, or go to market and bring home these enormous bags of charcoal. You've seen probably the pictures where they're walking along and they have either the stacks of wood or the, the huge bags of charcoal on their head as they're walking miles back to their home so that they have something that they can cook dinner with. The efficient cook stoves use one third the amount of wood or charcoal. And so immediately you can see that if they're buying charcoal, they're spending two thirds less than they were. So that's an economic savings for the family. If they are collecting wood, they're collecting you know, two thirds less, which means um, two thirds less of a time burden. You know, they maybe collect wood once a week instead of three times a week. And it's also in both cases, you know, a two-thirds um, reduction in the impact on the local forests. And so, you know, um, cutting down trees for the wood or, you know, for the to burn to make charcoal is one of the most um, 
devastating impacts on our environment. And so finding ways that we can lessen that and give the family more money in their pocket and improve the indoor air pollution because these stoves burn at such a high degree. They're designed specifically and have insulation so that when the wood burns, it's burning very cleanly. There's no smoke that is you know, left coming out of it because it's burning at such a high, hot temperature. And, um, and so that, you know, that means the indoor air pollution is better. So it's better for the environment, better for health, better for the economy. And so there's, again, it's like, wow, this is a no brainer. Why, you know, why, why aren't more people converting from, you know, to these more efficient stoves? And it really comes down to the products being available, being affordable and um, awareness. And so that's where the solar sister comes in because she is that local evangelist for, you know, clean cooking and solar lighting, modern energy for households. And she's a multiplicator who also has used this and who can like speak from her own experiences and be like, yeah, it really works. And it's that and that way. And I've got these experiences X, Y, Z. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's such an important point. We did some research about why to understand, like, does it matter that the solar sister entrepreneurs are women? You know, mm -hmm. if they're selling, like if we're selling clean energy in these local rural communities, would we, do we benefit because the entrepreneurs are women or is it just, mm -hmm. you know, just kind of a nice thing to have. And what we found in the research was that the primary from the customer's point of view, the thing that matters most to them about who they're buying from is do they trust that person? So is it someone that they know, someone that they trust, someone that they believe understands the product itself and is selling to them um, authentically? Mm -hmm. And the reason that connects so well with the Solar Sister Entrepreneur is she is based in their community. They know her. She is using the products herself. They trust her and they trust that she knows what she's talking about. Mm -hmm. The way these products are often sold is um, a, um, a company not based in the community, but will send in a salesperson on a motorcycle or on a truck. And they'll kind of sell it like with a megaphone off the back of the truck, like, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. come and get it. Here's your solar stoves. Yeah, I mean, here's your, you know, your solar your solar lamps or here's your, your cook stoves, come and get it today, special deal. And then they sell what they can. They get back on their truck and they leave town to go to the next mm -hmm. town. Mm -hmm. So these kind of literally traveling salesmen yeah, kind of yeah. methodology. Yeah. And the problem with that is there's, there's no trust built into that, that <laughs> yeah. type of sales pro project. Yeah. Yeah. So Catherine, we're coming to the end of our lovely conversation, unfortunately. So, but there is one more question that I have. Um, I always end up with the question, like upon of the just discussed, um, what is it in your opinion or as your recommendation, what would, what would it would be to, that is necessary to weaken the gender climate nexus? What do you think is necessary and what solutions would you recommend taking? besides uh, installing more solar lamps and clean stoves. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I think the first step is for people to recognize that uh, climate change is not gender neutral. Mm 
that the impacts of it affect women so much more because of their role as caregivers, because of their vulnerability economically. Um, They're less able to pick up and move if the area that they live in has been devastated by climate change. And so so for so many reasons, um, women are more affected by climate change. So the climate gender nexus is real. (laughs) And we'll start there. And then um, what do we do about that? Well, I think first we recognize it, then we build into all of our efforts, whether it's climate change or whether it's energy access, we take a, we build into them, we look at them with a gender lens and saying, how does this affect women differently? And also what can women bring to the table that we're forgetting? You know, women are not just victims. Women are incredibly strong agents of change and tapping into that resource is I think the solution for all of us. You know, if we're not going to solve climate change if we ignore half the population's contribution. And so recognizing that women are really well positioned to be making changes in their choices of, you know, how they cook at home or how they light their homes or, um, you know, advocating for or, and also earning income so that they can make better choices. You know, we need to really tap into that. That's a that's a superpower that we leave to the side if we don't include sort of a gender lens in everything we do. Absolutely agree. <laughs> Catherine, it's been lovely talking to you, and I'm so glad that you have taken the time for this very interesting and insightful conversation. And I thank you so, so much. It was a pleasure having you. Thank you, Annika. It was really a pleasure to be here talking about my favorite thing of all. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Please make sure to hit the bell to not miss any episode. If you enjoyed it, share the podcast with your friends and help us spread the word. Because only together we can change our world to the better.